What's that? Press the wrong button. What's going on, Taylor? <laughs> Hold on, can we restart that? Yeah, well, we're live. We got an idea. We're live. All right, never mind. Just do it right now. This is the booth. Welcome to the booth. All right, run it, run it, run right. it. We're good. <laughs> we are We're running good. it. Oh, man. All right, guys. Sorry, we just woke up. <clears throat> little Doing a show a little early since uh, the co-host here, Taylor, decided to leave me for his godson. How dare he? Adios. All right, guys. Before we get in to the abysmal Thursday night football games and uh, going into college and all that, we just remind you, make sure you hit the subscription button, hit that bell to let us know when we are, or so that you know when we are live. And if you're listening from Spotify or Apple Podcasts, where this is uploaded later, we usually are live Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. So go check us out over there. So Taylor, a lot of big matchups uh, this upcoming week uh, in the college football sphere. Um as a UF fan, I thought it'd be cordial that we bring up the LSU UF game as it is a, you know, they're both unranked, a decently sized game, uh, SEC matchup, and uh, you know, just kind of talk about it and break it down a little bit. <clears throat> so, as anyone knows, Billy Napier was right down the road with the Raging Cajuns, and. Uh, they didn't call him. They didn't, LSU didn't call him. He felt shafted, went to Gainesville. Um, reports are he wanted to stay in LSU. This, everyone knows that they went Brian Kelly, good old Notre Dame Brian Kelly. Um, which coach do you think is poised for long-term success for their program, Brian Kelly or uh, Billy Napier overall? Uh, personally, I think Brian Kelly, uh, only because he's just one of those coaches that sticks around. Uh, he's kind of like a, a weed in your yard that you spray and hope it goes away. And then it still pops up and, it comes and back then with you got to spend more money. Yeah. It comes with an accent and then you got to spend more money and then you try and get rid of it again. And it's still there somehow. So that's who I think is going to uh, stick around for the longest. I hope uh, Napier has a better career though. Cause I can more. Mm. I think Brian Kelly is a uh, absolute fraud. I think he's just been, coasting on the toes of his players and coaching staff for too many years now. And I think that's why he's got this huge contract with LSU. Uh, but I do think he'll stick around for a long time because he's just one of those people that gets away with it, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be a homer. Uh, I'm going to pick Napier simply because to, to Brian Kelly. when We he, know why. We know why. Yeah. <laughs> no. Brian Kelly. But Brian Kelly at – took a Notre Dame team that is – it's already a subpar th- – oh, to me, Notre Dame was overhyped every single year. Absolutely. Um, going into this year, people were like, Notre Dame and uh, Freeman, the new head coach, and Notre Dame are going to kill it, and then they've been getting slaughtered each week. Um, they did yep. just beat BYU in the battle of the ankles, um, as we called it last week. But um, <clears throat> it just yeah, – Notre Dame didn't really ever play anybody. Um, and Brian Kelly recruiting in the South, uh, I think he's done a decent job. Um, 
but I think that uh, when you go into a, a southern mama's house and you're coming in with a fake accent and all this pandering, I think that a, a real um, southern coach, i.e. Uh, Billy Napier, just has that more draw to him because he's not fake. It's it's Brian Kelly to me is not authentic. He's just comes off as slimy. Not at all. And uh, yeah, so, he's he'll do whatever he can to get you to come to his school. Uh, yeah. Do whatever he can to get some money. Whatever it is, you know. I mean, if, if, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna <laughs> true, but if you're gonna come into my home, be genuine. You know. Yeah. We we've seen you on TV before. Yeah. We know you don't have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like something you can just pick up overnight. Like if you're if you're somewhere for for years, yeah, you're most yeah. likely going to pick up some type of accent. But you just move the guy, and the moment you got there, you're like, "Well, God darn it!" And like, come on, man, no, it sounded like it's, uh, it's fake. We know it's fake. Man, sounded like uh, like he was trying to impersonate the uh, dude off of um, Waterboy. You know the uh, yeah, dude with the straw head. You're like, what the fuck? Or what yeah. is he saying, man? So, um, yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I do think that in this game, we do need to look out for, uh, Anthony Richardson. Um, Jake or Jack Miller is back. Um, one thing holding him back was, uh, coach is saying, Anthony, do not run, do not do anything. You have no backup. So I think with his backup that they're happy with now that he's back from injury, they will let Anthony let loose a little bit. And we've seen, We've seen one once he's allowed to let loose and he stays healthy because he seems like he gets hurt every other play. He has seen success when he's able to use his legs and get the defense to kind of have to mirror him, and then it opens up uh, the wide receivers in the game overall. Um, and it's surprising um, to Florida fans out there. Everyone's like, "Well, Naquan Wright will probably start uh, at running back simply because they." tend to go with, like, seniority and all that. They have put him at third string running back, finally. Um, no shot at Naquan. He's a good running back. But uh, Montreal Johnson and Travis uh, – or Trevor Etienne um, are both right now the better backs and uh, the better duo. So it's good to see Napier do what Mullen couldn't do, which was be a man and talk to your seniors and go, hey, I'm going to go with the the young blood here. He, they're playing good. Uh I mean, even with trading, giving up a million, million touchdowns in one, even though he leads the teams in tackles, uh, they're putting freshman Kamari Wilson back there and stuff like that. So to me, uh, the Gators need to stop Daniels, the quarterback for LSU, and kind of hold that that offense uh, to a minimum, and then just play ball um, for the LSU Tigers. I think that uh, you got to get in AR's head and. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we've seen AR has not been too mentally tough. Uh, when people when he starts hearing the chatter, he starts to to kind of look down and uh, start making mistakes. <clears throat> yeah, anything to add to the game? So for this game, uh, I personally think that you guys are going to absolutely demolish LSU. Uh, this is not me. Yeah, I'll be a Gator fan and for this because I, I am I'm the biggest hater of Brian Kelly. Uh, after his time in Notre Dame, I mean that was the middest school of mid schools I've ever seen in my entire life. 
uh, every single season, it was like Notre Dame's going to be the best school out there. You're going to win a national championship. Notre Dame, you, you shouldn't be able to win a national championship if you're not in a conference. That's for another day. Secondly, every year they said that, they were terrible. I mean, just terrible. terrible. And who was coaching them? Brian Kelly. And I think the same thing is going to happen with LSU now. I think they, the only team that was worth anything that they beat was, I think, Mississippi State, maybe. And I don't think they were ranked at the time. That's just me guessing right now. Uh, they got beat by Tennessee pretty bad. Uh, they got beat by, uh, who was it, Florida State at the beginning of the season. And it was not a good-looking game. I think they've only beat, like, some – low-end teams that aren't even near the top 25. So mm-hmm. I think the Gators are just going to run all of them. Uh, so that's my takes on the game, and I hope that's the way it turns out because I I'm going to be a Gator fan this weekend. I hope that's the way it turns out as well. Another key addition for the Gators is getting uh, corner Jaden Hill back. He hasn't played in about two years. This is his first actual, not game, but like first real action in a couple years just because of ACL injuries. And last week, his first game back, he gets a pick six, and he gets another interception to help kind of seal the deal. So here we have him cover three. He's looking at the quarterback. Bam. No, <laughs> the other pick or the other pick was also in cover three. He's got nice hips. He sinks in. He reads the quarterback size and he jumps it. Um, I think the Gators are loaded at DB. Um, Jason Marshall, everyone knows, potential first round pick whenever he's able to come out. Not this year, but next year. And uh, I think Jaden Hill, for a comeback game to get a pick six and a another two interceptions and have a passer rating of twenty when thrown to. That's pretty good for your first game in, uh, well, technical first game. In oh, basketball. I would agree. <laughs> so you can't uh, really get much better, especially on your game back. I mean, there's always uh, this uh, like idea about players coming back from injuries, especially ACL. They're not going to be as good as they were, or you know, it's going to take them a while to get in. But this man came in and jumped in full throttle. Two yeah. two interceptions, one to the house. I mean, you can't get better than that for your first start fully. And uh, it would mean, like I said, it was locked down 20% when throwing uh, QBR, uh, QBR when throwing toward, towards them uh, the other game. So we break into shout out to Jaden Hill. Um, welcome back and uh, lockdown uh, over at, uh, when we play LSU. But uh, we go into, say, your team. We'll move on. Um, 49 to 0. We did say in the show recently, so anyone listening, if Quinn Errors is back, it's going to be a tough game. But we did not expect this tough of a game. Forty nine to zero. Taylor, I just wanna I just wanna know what's on your chest, man. Let me know. Well, it's never easy to get uh absolute out, and I mean completely shut out. I mean we didn't even get close scoring. Uh, it sucked to watch. I mean, even if I wasn't an Oklahoma fan, it, it was just a tough game to watch. Uh, it was the same plays ran over and over and over again on both sides of the ball. We didn't have a starting QB. Uh, I mean, I think we tried like five different players at QB and 
none of them worked out. Uh, we never once put in our actual quarterbacks. We didn't put in booty. You know, I think we all would have liked to see booty. Give me out on the, the booty. Field, but... Yeah, we didn't get to see booty, unfortunately. Uh, I think Evers was in for one play, but we really didn't give him a shot at doing anything. I would have liked to see Evers out there and actually play. Uh, but I definitely don't think Benefil is the quarterback of the or the future quarterback of Oklahoma. He just looks stiff in the pocket. I mean, whenever there was <clears throat> any type of pressure, he just kind of stood there. He's not elusive. Uh, he kind of tends to overthrow a lot. So I don't think our backup quarterback situation is really what year is he looking is he, too uh, well? Junior, senior, do you know? I do not know. Uh, I just know that he doesn't need to play again. That's for sure. Um, do you think that Booty needs to, Booty at least, not Evers, but maybe Booty needs to at least jump him? Evers or Booty? Yeah. I, he just did not look like the answer. Um, our defense sucked. Uh, Texas looked phenomenal. I'm, 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 I hate Texas. Uh, it's in my blood they to hate good. them. But. Quinn Ewers looked phenomenal. I mean, the dude is flawless with the way he plays, yeah. and that mullet just blows in the wind effortlessly. It is majestic. This is the only time you'll hear me say anything positive about Texas. Uh, and I had a lot of people coming at me over the uh, weekend and this week talking trash and everything because I'm an Oklahoma fan. Uh, and it sucks to feel what Texas has felt for – years you know being such a terrible team uh i now know what it feels like and it sucks mm -hmm. uh you know we're not the team that went back to back to back to back to back big 12 championships anymore you know it sucks you know when you're on the top Texas for so fans, long, he's coming for you man he's, and then you find yourself at you. the bottom you know terrible hey you know Texas if you have a decent and you beat us 49 to zero. Okay. So at least you have that to hold on to. So I guess hook them horns or whatever your little slogan is, you know, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You need to fix something on that's, uh, I mean, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, we zero adjustments, every single place is, um, but, you know, it's year one of Brent, so we're, I'm, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he's still got to get his recruiting class in there. He's using uh, Grinch's old recruits, and plus our team was dismantled by like 40% with the yeah. transfer portal and uh, the stuff with Lincoln Riley. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're having to work through. Yeah. We'll see what happens next year. I, I honestly don't think Oklahoma has a chance to win any game. Um, this I did I do agree that I think this is probably just going to be a throwaway year for Oklahoma, which I know Oklahoma fans coming into the season you guys were nationally ranked uh, top ten, and uh, there were high hopes, but I don't <coughs> think people really understood what Lincoln Riley did to you guys' program as far as taking what he took. Um, you guys are number six in the nation recruiting wise, so I think Brent Venables has a nice recruiting class coming in. Uh, and honestly, I'd give him, like what I'm going to do, you know, Billy to get his guys in there, uh, two to three years because, you, you know, you have to replace everybody that was hogwashed that Lincoln did not take. 
that were like recruits that he was like, no, nah, y'all can stay at Oklahoma. I know y'all suck. Um, and just give them. Yeah, this I think year Oklahoma's actually year. number three now. Yeah, and so uh, even next year, I think that uh, a decent season keeps him in the not off the hot seat. I should say, simple because uh, again, you have to get those recruits in. Um, you know, talking about Billy Napier in his first year, uh, Dan Mullen had no um, no depth when it came to recruiting. Um, Mullen came out and said that he didn't recruit during the season. He only recruited in the off season. So I think Brent Vernables is the right head coach for you guys. He has a lot. Of, you guys got a lot of defensive studs coming in uh, this upcoming draft or uh, class. Which is something that you guys always had decent de- uh, defensive players here and there, but you guys always struggled, uh, in my opinion, to stop the run. So maybe you guys get some of that, uh, some of that powerhouse defense that uh, Sooner fans love, and then you know just fix the offense, and I think that's fixable with again just a couple uh, transfer portal kids and uh, a couple of good classes, and uh, I think you guys will be solid. But this is definitely a hogwash year. Um, with that being said, you guys are playing Kansas um, this upcoming week, and Kansas is coming off a loss. Um, they are surprising everybody here, Jayhawk Nation and everything like that. Uh, before the season, if you ask me, hey, who do you think is going to win, Oklahoma or Kansas? I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma, but uh, I think I'm going to have to go Kansas here just because I'm sorry, man. You know, seeing OU, how they've been playing. Um, I don't think it's no, impossible I, for OU to win, but. I'm 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a slight chance. Uh, it's a conference game, uh, but I 100% believe that Kansas is going to win, and I, I don't, I don't think we're going to get shut out again. Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we put up some, what of a fight, but uh, it's not going to be a fun game. Uh, I do not plan on watching it, uh, only because I have other plans that are going on. So, thank goodness for those plans, because I don't know if I can watch another loss like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll still be rooting for them to see what happens. But I, I personally don't think we – I don't think we beat Kansas. Uh, Iowa State maybe will buy them. I think Baylor beats us. I think West Virginia beats us. And I think Oklahoma State destroys us. And I think we cap it off with a, you know, a give me a win against Texas Tech. So, terrible season. See you next year. With, all right, so there is – not really necessarily good news on a personal point. Um, I don't know if he's playing, but Jaden Daniels, the star quarterback for Kansas, got hurt last game. Um, and I think he's listed as questionable against Oklahoma. So there is a chance that you guys may be getting, playing the back of Kansas, which he played pretty good against a, a TCU team, a pretty good TCU team, uh, when he had to step in. But uh, this will be his first like thrust into real big action Um as far as against Oklahoma, potentially, again, Daniels could come back for the game. But um, if that happens, I think that uh, Oklahoma has a, a slight edge. I would take Oklahoma there if uh, Daniels can't go just because Daniels is playing lights out uh, this season at quarterback uh, and whatnot. His junior year for Kansas, obviously, they're ranked number 19. Um, and we've talked about this before. I think Kansas – 15 and 19 range is probably where they'll they'll end up uh, at the end of the season. Um, and then we go on since we're talking about rankings. I think. Uh, I'll go ahead. 
I think that if Dylan Gabriel does not play for Oklahoma, I think Kansas wins the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure if uh, Gabriel play, we're going to continue with the Wildcat, uh, which might work a little bit uh, since Kansas does somewhat have a soft defense. Uh, but overall, I think even if Gabriel plays, it's going to be like an Oklahoma loss by 10. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, gotcha. that's all I have for. It. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Oklahoma for you, man, just because I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I appreciate. But, <coughs> I appreciate. Um, and I, again, I I hope Ashley doesn't go oh you when you're looking at the score. Oh you. Unless you guys are winning, and then you know she probably will. You know, get trolled there. Um, we talked about ranking. Won't. She probably will. She likes to troll you. Uh, talk about rankings. Uh, Alabama is ranked number one. OSU is mm, ranked number two, and uh, three is Georgia. Um, who should be number one, and why should it be Ohio State? <laughs> uh, definitely Ohio State, because I don't think Ohio State's really had a close game outside of their first game against uh, Notre Dame. But since then, and the first game, I really don't judge too much because it's beginning of the season. You know, you're working out a lot of stuff in that first game. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be that type of stuff. But since then, they have just rolled through their opponents. They beat uh, Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, and uh, Michigan State. And they've won by a lot. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to have much of a fight with Iowa. I think they destroy Penn State, Northwestern. Wouldn't even show up to that game if I was a fan. Indiana win, Maryland win, and I think they beat Michigan on their last game of the season. So I think Ohio State 100% is the number one team in the nation. They have a wonderful quarterback. They have a wonderful uh, group of wide receivers. Their defense is great. Uh, All around, I think they're an insane team. And I just don't see Alabama or Georgia really holding the candle to Ohio State personally. So I'm going with Ohio State, and I have to say that, but Ohio State. Yeah, the reason why I would go Ohio State is because I think Alabama and Georgia have looked beatable the past couple weeks um, against subpar uh, talent. And uh, OSU, like you said, C.J. Stroud and them are uh, on firing on all cylinders. They have a great receiving core, a good running back. And, uh, you know, it's just – I think there's an SEC bias, even as an SEC fan, that's maybe uh, catapulting Alabama or Georgia into that that seeding. I still think they're both the top three team. I think it should be OSU, probably Bama, then Georgia, or flip-flop, whatever you want to do. But uh, I think the only reason OSU is not ranked number one is because of the SEC bias that when it comes to uh, voting and stuff like that, which... There shouldn't be a bias, but unfortunately there is, which is good for Oklahoma when you guys come over because when it comes to rankings, you guys will probably, and and recruiting, um, it's going to kind of jump in because you see a lot of these recruits going, what's the SEC? That's why I chose to come here. So uh, so I think that will help you guys, Oklahoma. But as far as OSU and stuff like that, I think they should be ranked number one. Um, again, Stroud and them and gang are yeah. firing on all cylinders. And Brian Hartline. Might be the greatest wide receiver coach of all time. College football. That's all I'm going to say. 
It's did. looking like that. <laughs> Churning out wide receiver yeah, talent. But uh, with that being said, we'll go on to Alabama. Uh, you know, we just got done talking about how they looked beatable the past couple weeks. Uh, this Alabama versus Tennessee. Taylor, what's the game plan for either team to uh, to win uh, this game? What would Tennessee or what would Alabama need to do to uh, take the dub? So Alabama's game plan is to be starting Bryce Young, uh, making sure he's healthy and ready to go on this game because I think if they don't start Young, then I think Tennessee is going to get this win. I, it's not going to be a blowout whatsoever. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. Uh, but I feel like not having your starting quarterback and going into that environment because the Vols, those fans are hungry. Uh, to see Alabama lose, and I think it's going to be a sold-out crowd of 100,000-plus. I think 100% Tennessee wins this, and I think just because of the uh, going into Tennessee with their crowd, not having your starting quarterback, I think it's just a straight-up wrap. Um, But I think last week, I don't think uh, Bryce Young played, if I'm correct, and I believe they – looked decent but i just i don't think he's really got what bryce young has so i believe that that's the key for alabama to win is having bryce young at qb gotcha yeah i would agree i think that uh bryce young is definitely that that focal point um i think alabama needs to also defensively uh hone in on hendon hooker and brew mccoy uh and company tennessee's got a devastating passing um, game this year torching defenders uh especially dbs left and right and uh, i think if alabama wants to win this game they they have to get that they have to get that hooker under control you know and um Agreed. and i think that uh if you know tennessee wants to win they got to get jamar if uh they gotta get jamar gibbs under control man's putting up 100 plus yards a game he's devastating uh, teams. I think he put up 200 yards last week uh, without Bryce Young. So Gibbs, everyone knew, five-star recruit, went to Georgia Tech, then transferred into Alabama. They got a good one with Gibbs, and everyone knew that coming in. But we didn't really know how good. So I think that if Tennessee's defense can keep Gibbs under control and make Bryce Young throw the ball against them, I think that Alabama has a very young wide receiving core. At the point they got Isaiah Bond, um, probably one of their better younger receivers uh, as a true freshman. But uh, that's where I think that if uh, – sorry, I'm tired. So, sorry, guys, we're doing this early in the morning. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee would have to uh, stop Gibbs in order to uh, make Bryce Young one-dimensional as far as stopping the play action. Because if you take out the running back in the running game, the play action won't work. And at that point, it's just sit and cover three and uh, kind of pick the uh, the offense apart. Would you agree? I agree there. I would, yeah. Okay. Um, with that being said, guys, yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping Tennessee takes this, man. Oh, I'm hoping Tennessee takes it. Like, uh, I that that and that. As a Florida fan, I am torn because I had to go vote for either Alabama or Tennessee. (laughs) 
And I'm actually, yeah. I hope Tennessee wins, but I have to root for Alabama because Tennessee's in the SEC East with the Florida Gators. So if we want to rise up and potentially, yeah. I don't think we will, but potentially get into the SEC uh, East uh, championship game or to make it to the SEC championship game, we need Tennessee to lose. So, you know. So either way, no matter how this game turns out, it's a win. It's a win for you. So if Tennessee beats Alabama, Alabama lost. So that's a win for every football fan. And then if Alabama wins, that's good for the Gators. Yeah, it's like when uh, the Patriots It's going to be a good game for you either way. Yeah, it's like when the Patriots had Tom Brady. With that being said, uh, Taylor, let me get your game predictions for this week. And my dad believes that we should be keeping track of these. Uh, that way, at the end, we can see who was right more, and then we have a bet, and someone has to do something on on the show as far as at the end Let's of the season. It. So, well, what do you want to bet here? Uh... Let's do – so whoever gets – whoever gets the most wrong, we will say they have to mm, – that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. Oh, man. All right, so – Who's Florida's rival, like overall rival? Would it be Miami? Uh, Like historically? Historically, uh, Tennessee or Georgia. Probably Georgia. Georgia. All right. So so if you get the most wrong, you have to wear a Georgia shirt and hat on our final episode of the season. That means if I, have, I get the most wrong, I have to go buy it. That That's a punishment. <laughs> and if I lose and I get the most wrong, I have to go out and buy a tech. And the zoom meeting ended because zoom. All right, let's get back in here. Sorry, guys, listening back home. This is a good opportunity to remind you that if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, that we are live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We did it a little early today because my co-host, Taylor, uh, he's going to go to a birthday party for his godson. So we had to do it a little earlier than we normally do. We apologize for any lack of energy. Uh, you know, we are a little tired. Um, we're pushing through. And uh, hopefully we get Taylor in here in a second. But, uh, yeah, and make sure you guys are subscribing and hitting that bell note and following us on Twitter and all social platforms as well. There he is. There we go. It's taking forever to load. All right, so I say I have to get a Texas Longhorn shirt and hat. You have to get a Georgia shirt and hat. All right. Now we got to keep It was us half the season to save up if need be. Are we including the NFL uh, games, or we including, or should we just do the NFL games for the bet? It's Let's do weird. NFL games. Right, it's a little easier yeah. to track than uh, yeah. college. Um, 
All right, well, so we'll do that with the NFL game. So let's get into these games. Uh, that is the bet, guys. Um, Aaron or Aaron Taylor will be wearing uh, Texas at the end of the year. I'm calling it. All right. Penn State or Michigan? What is going on with Zoom today? Can you hear me? Taylor? Taylor? This stream was sponsored by Zoom. Zoom sucks. When in the meeting and then call him back on it. Try to get him back. All right. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and buy us Zoom because uh, this is Zoom is <laughs> killing us with the trial stuff, man. And we can't get Skype to work. So Streamlabs is having They released a dual camera thing for co streaming. I don't know how it works. I'll look into it, but. It might just be to where, like, uh, I can just add you on and we can just not even worry about Zoom. Um, but also, I'll look into it. But, uh, yeah, no, Zoom Zoom is garbage. Yeah, I'll just do, I'll just do this Zoom thing here. Um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it figured out. Apologize to everybody for that. Yeah, so you, I was asking Penn State or Michigan. Ten, ten Penn State or five Michigan. Uh, I'm gonna go with Michigan. I'm uh, I'm I'm big on Michigan this year. I know everybody kind of seen or thinks that they're kind of you know skating by, uh, and they're really a big threat. But I've got Michigan. I think I don't think Penn State's really equipped uh, to beat Michigan. So I'm gonna go Penn State here. I think that uh, Michigan all the way. Penn State here. Everyone knows I've been a Michigan hater. They haven't really played anybody. This is their first real contest. I think that Penn State takes this game. Uh, I think Penn State's a solid program. I think that J.J. McCarthy for uh, Michigan is playing lights out at quarterback, and uh, their running back is playing really good. But uh, I just think that Penn State takes this just because I'm going to go with the underdog uh, as far as ranking goes. Uh, we have Auburn versus Ole Miss. <clears throat> Auburn versus Ole Miss. I've got Ole Miss. They're looking good. Uh, Auburn's always a threat, though. You know, they're not an elite school, but they're definitely one of those teams that you can't just, you know, uh, turn your eyes away from. But I think Ole Miss is playing some really decent football lately, so I'm going Ole Miss. All right. I'm going to agree there. I think Jackson Dart and company have been playing great. Uh, Then we got Kansas versus Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma, I'll leave it at that. We've already talked enough. Yeah. Um, and then Iowa State Turned versus uh, Iowa State versus Texas. I've got Texas. Uh, I mean, he, he, they're not stopping Robinson. Uh, Bijan's just going to absolutely run all over Kansas. Ewers is just going to light it up. He's a gunslinger, and Kansas has a or not Kansas Iowa uh, State. 
Iowa State, just their defense is not what it needs to be <laughs> to stop that. So I got Texas all the way. I do. I agree there. I think Xavier Worthy, Bajon Robinson, and uh, Quinn Edwards is uh, going to dominate that game pretty easily. We got Illinois versus Minnesota, four and one versus five and one. Who you got? I got Minnesota on the upset. Uh, just because I want to. There's no big reason there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a overly uh, like David versus Goliath game, but I'm going to take Minnesota. All right. Uh, everyone knows I love uh, Misa Mohammed Ibrahim. Uh, so I'm going to take Minnesota as well. I think that he's just a dominant running back. Uh, be a good pickup for any NFL team coming out of this upcoming draft. Uh, and then we got uh, the powerhouse Vanderbilt versus the mediocre Georgia team. We got <laughs> Georgia. Uh, hopefully they can get their stuff together. I think Stenson Bennett's good enough to get them through this. Uh, how good? I don't we, think Vanderbilt's going to pull off an upset. How good would it be for college football if Vanderbilt beats Georgia? Just imagine, dude. Did we freeze again? <laughs> I think he did freeze. Man isn't lost in concentration. He froze on the screen. We can still hear his beautiful voice, though. I'm going to go Georgia there as well. All right, we got the, the game of the week, Alabama versus Tennessee. We talked about it a little bit. Not sure we gave our predictions who you got. Kicked them. All right. So let's end the meeting. A part of this is uh is internet outside of Zoom being stupid. Da-da-da. So, to continue, guys, we talked about Alabama versus Tennessee earlier. I'm going to give my predictions. I think that uh, I think Tennessee wins this. I don't think that Alabama can maintain that uh, pressure on Hendon Hooker and then on that uh, wide receiving core that uh, Tennessee has. I think that Tennessee – this is going to be a good game, but I think Tennessee takes this um, in a close matchup. I think Tennessee jumps up to, like, top three in the nation – um, with my pick here. Um, Taylor, who you got, Tennessee or Alabama? Did I freeze again? We apologize, guys, for the technical difficulties if you're watching from home or if you're listening. It keeps kicking him. We are trying to work through it. We appreciate the patience. Um, he doesn't have the best internet, and Zoom is not the best platform. 
And guys, if you're listening at home, uh, hit us up on Twitter and ask us a question or you want answered on the show. We'd love to break it down where you're like, hey, can you break down this film? Or, hey, can you talk about my team? Yada, yada, yada. We will talk about it. Sorry, guys. He's saying that his internet is good right now, so he doesn't know what's going on. Just trying to work through this, guys. I'm gonna try Discord. It's it may may not look as clean this week. It's gonna be a little on the uh, the faulty side. This meeting. Open up Discord. I don't know if he's got Discord or not, as far as on his. Alright, we're gonna go with the. See if that helps. You there? All right, let's see if this helps. <clears throat> are you frozen again? There you are. Okay, right, you're not frozen. I can see you. You froze for a second. All right. All right. Let's <clears> hope <throat> this works here. All right, I had to go ahead and uh, uninstall and reinstall Zoom seems as if that's been the issue all right guys all right let's pick up this on where show. we were <laughs> bear yeah. with this on the show man it's like uh we will get this all figured out by next time yeah all right um i was asking you about i already gave my prediction when i was waiting for you to <clears throat> to load in um but the alabama versus tennessee game we're still waiting for your call there i've got tennessee and i think they're gonna win by 10 all right <clears throat> And then we go into Oklahoma State versus TCU. Two good games. Two uh, teams. TCU, man. I, I doubted them. I thought Kansas was going to beat TCU, but TCU, TCU proved me wrong. Uh, Oklahoma State had a very close game uh, this past week. Uh, I wouldn't say very close, but it was uh, close enough. Uh, so I'm going to go with mm, – I think TCU has the uh, kind of the Cinderella story going on right now backup quarterback winning games uh he's tough so i've got tcu pulling off the upset against oklahoma state i agree i think that uh oklahoma state will win because that's the correct answer to that question taylor yep oh no i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go oklahoma state i think again i just 
and <clears throat> until they show me that I need to, I doubt them. I'm just gonna roll with them right now. Yep. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Then we have NC State <clears throat> versus Syracuse. I thought NC State was gonna be <clears throat> like a top five team. Uh, just was hoping it would be mm-hmm. nice to see one of those schools be top five, but they uh, failed to prove that to me, and they lost to Clemson. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with another upset, and I got Syracuse winning. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, NC State, home of the Wolfpack. Um, <clears throat> I just like what they're doing down there in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. Um, and I think this is gonna be a toss up. Um, I think both teams are pretty solid. And um, I'm just going to pick NC State because you picked Syracuse. If you would have picked State, I would have picked Syracuse and just whatever. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then the goaded first year in the FBS, James Madison is 5-0. and Ranked number 25. Their first year they can be ranked in the top uh, 25 because this is their first year in, in D1. Pretty Pretty big. Now, they don't really play anybody in their conference. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, they cannot go to a bowl game even though they're undefeated because of the NCAA rules. If you join uh, FES your first year, you cannot go to a bowl game, which is stupid. Imagine going Agreed. Imagine going 10-0 and 0 and they're like, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're ranked like five. Yeah. Like, imagine if they like had Georgia on their schedule and they dominated Georgia and everyone's like, <laughs> They can't go to a bowl game. I'm sorry. Eh, sorry, guys. <laughs> but, um, uh, they play Georgia Southern. Uh, who do you got? I've, I've got James Madison. I'm, I mean, <laughs> he's like, I don't know anything why about wouldn't them, I pick them? <laughs> gonna... Yeah, why wouldn't I pick them? They're ranked 25th. Uh, I like picking schools like that. You know, that shouldn't be in the top 25. It's fun to see. Yeah. I'm sure those kids are having an absolute blast being ranked, especially at that school. I mean, who would have thought? So... <laughs> I'm going with them. I don't even – I don't know either James team. James freaking Madison, <laughs> man. So uh, – Future powerhouse. I'm going James Madison. Future oh, SEC man. powerhouse. I want to I want to look at their schedule while we continue this. Um, we got Clemson versus Florida State. Uh, <clears throat> man, you know how I feel about Clemson. Uh, I think Florida State has a really good team. Uh, I just think they're missing a couple of pieces, and uh, they got to work through some uh, stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and pull them for the upset. I, I still, I've yet to see anything from Clemson that really solidifies them as a top five uh, team. Uh, I think they're still pretenders. Uh, I've yet to see anything worth judging them any differently. So, with that being said, I'm going to FSU. All right, I think that uh, Clemson's been kind of firing on all cylinders the past couple weeks. Everyone knows I've been doubting them. I'm not a, like you. I'm not a big believer in Clemson. Um, however, I think Clemson takes Florida State just because I think that Florida State has too much. Uh, they're playing decent, but they still got too many holes that uh, DJ and the Clemson uh, offense can uh, exploit. Mm, that's fair. Um, so then we got Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Everyone knows how I feel about Kentucky. Uh, that's a tough one. 
don't know. I'm going Mississippi State. I don't think Kentucky they're I don't like their quarterback. I don't like Kentucky's quarterback. Oh, so the number one overall quarterback that's gonna go in the NFL draft. <laughs> I'm going uh yeah, I don't like uh what's his name? Levy. Yeah, I don't Levis. I don't like him. Yeah. Levis. I'm going Mississippi State. I don't I don't like I don't like him. Levis dude threw for like maybe at like a hundred yards or whatever. I think it was against Florida and the yeah. dude was like talking mad trash on social media like he was the reason they won. I I, I don't like that. I'm yeah, going no. Mississippi State. Kentucky. If I sucked as a quarterback and I like threw two picks or whatever and I threw a hundred total yards, blah blah blah, you're not gonna see me on social media. You know, I'm gonna be like, that was a terrible game. I'm not talking any trash. So I'm UK. going Mississippi State just for that fact. Kentucky did not beat Florida. Florida beat Florida. Anthony Richardson played like horse water and uh, threw some really bad interceptions, and it was just Florida beat Florida there. And plus, I hate Mike Stoops. Uh, He was terrible at Oklahoma. Mark Stoops, whatever his name is, I don't care. I don't like him. He was terrible. Don't like Um, him. I agree. I'm going to go Mississippi State here. Kentucky is so overrated, and it's going to be nice after they lose this game and they go unranked. Um, then we got the last game, USC versus Utah. Mm, I got uh, USC. All right, I agree there. I think that uh, USC is just—I mean, they got everyone that Oklahoma used to have. So, <laughs> on top of adding uh, Addison from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm thinking of Mike Stoops, not Mark Stoops. Yeah. I hate Mike Stoops. Why would you stoop Stoops, that low? Yeah. Right. I like Bob Stoops. You know, I don't know Mark Stoops. I, I thought that was Mike Stoops for whatever reason. So I still hate him. It's, it's their last name Stoops. And they're not Bob. I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, he hopes you bleed when you poops. I'm not going that far. <laughs> God. From a hemorrhoid that's very cu- that's very curable. That's messed up. <laughs> messed up. Oh man. Uh, moving on to the NFL. NFL. We go to the Devontae uh Adams situation over in I don't want to call him Oakland, Las Vegas, where he pushed down the cameraman. Uh, the cameraman has since filed charges against him. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, my thoughts on this whole situation is first going to start off with the uh, Raiders organization. I don't know what it is, but it, it Adams, uh, to my recollection, has never had a, a mishap in the NFL as far as uh, getting a ticket for speeding, uh, you know, anything domestic or, you know, breaking any laws or anything like that. He's been a pretty clean and clear guy, uh, you know, never really uh, made himself out to be a bad guy, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, The moment he gets to the Raiders, everything changes. Uh, And we've seen this time and time again with the Raiders, where these players that have such high potential just blow it all away and do something stupid, whether it be reckless driving, domestic abuse, uh, you know, showcasing all your uh, illegal weapons on Instagram, uh, drugs, and then you have your uh, previous head coach uh, who was saying racial stuff uh, through emails, 
actual stuff uh, and emails and all this other stuff. So uh, I, I don't know what it is, but the Raiders just bring them in, and I don't know why. Uh, I feel like they're trying to recreate uh, the longest yard uh, by, by the way that they're doing all their stuff. But as far as just this uh, situation with Devonta Adams, I understand getting upset. You know, it was it was a tough loss. Uh, Hunter Renfro ran into him on the last play, uh, which I think he would have smoke checked his defender. Yeah. Uh, it would have been an easy TD if Carr would have got it to him. Uh, so I understand the frustration. Uh, I understand being competitive, uh, being upset that you lost the game, and now you guys are what I think they're one and four, one and five. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough. I, I understand uh, losing is never easy, especially whenever that's your job and uh, you're supposed to be one of the best wide receivers in the game. But that should never call for you physically assaulting somebody. I mean, it was assault. I mean, you know, no matter how you want to look at it. Uh, do I think that it was like, I want to cause harm to you. No, it was, I'm pissed, get out of my way kind of thing. But yeah. still, you cannot overreact. Well, like I think that. it's um, I, I, like, I understand, like, he pushed him or whatever. But from different camera angles, one, the cameraman's running right in front <clears> of him the, like, last possible second. But two, it's yeah. on the security guards to make sure that the the um, the tunnel is clear the tunnel, at the end yeah. of the game because yeah. these players are just trying to get into the locker room and get out. There should be – what are you taking pictures of at that point, you know? Yeah, <laughs> there's no sports-worthy picture you're taking there. So why are yeah, you there? I agree. I agree. Um, the they just need security just needs to do a better job of keeping everyone out of the tunnel, whether they have a press pass or not. Um, and <clears throat> I, so I, I agree 100. You know, uh, there's multiple aspects of this. One, it's uh, Devonta Adams, cameraman, and the security team all should have done better. You know, yeah. Devontae should not have overreacted. Uh, the cameraman should have timed that a little bit differently, maybe look both ways before crossing over. Security should have uh, ensured that the tunnel was clear, but we've seen this multiple times. Uh, we can even go into the NBA for this instance of, uh, like, last week, or not last week, but last season, uh, one of the players was leaving after they lost, and he just threw his mouthpiece into the crowd while leaving in the tunnel and hit a small child right in the face. That's and then later on, I think it was like, remember that. yeah, I think it was like a month later, the dude got arrested for domestic abuse anyway. So, I mean, that was just foreshadowing. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I just, I don't know. I think there's, I, it does fall on everybody there, uh, but mainly it falls on Devonte Adams. I mean, you're supposed to be professional. If I did that in my workplace, if I was like, you know, I just messed up on a spreadsheet at work and then I get yelled at by my boss and then I'm walking through the hallway and somebody walks in front of me. I can't just shove them into the drywall. You can't, you know, cause then, and then I'm fired and then, you know, I'm going to get arrested and all this stuff. But you so, don't have to do the work your boss told you. <clears throat> that's true. That is the plus side. So maybe Devonte Adams was like, man, I don't want to catch passes from Derek Carr anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You, you just got to contain yourself. That, that I mean, if you're out on the field and, you know, players are going back and forth at each other, you know, yeah. uh, chirping and stuff, you know, it gets physical. You know, that's part of football. You know, a, a lot of stuff's going on on the field. That's fine. Uh, it happens all the time. But the cameraman, I don't think he did it with ill intent by passing through. I think it was just a, 
poorly timed decision yeah. by him. Uh, and I, I don't. He's trying to get. I know that what bread, this guy's man. doing. He's trying yeah, to get that bread. I know what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's trying to get something. Uh, which look, I don't blame him. I do the same thing. You know? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> you know, if, Jeff if Bezos, a multi-millionaire. <laughs> yeah, if a multi-millionaire, billionaire, whatever came and shoved me uh, down to the ground, you know, I was like, oh my neck, <laughs> my leg. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be hurting, okay, until I get some <laughs> cash. But uh, I don't, I don't think he was really hurt. Uh, you know, hopefully this gets not swept under the rug, but hopefully it just kind of disappears. Yeah. Hopefully they make amends. I'm sure there'll uh, be a settlement. He'll get his yeah. twenty, thirty grand, and then it will <clears throat> yeah. disappear. Although he's acting like a Adams, big baby right now. Yeah, I would like, too. He pushed me so hard. Oh, yeah. You, you think you wouldn't? <laughs> That's true. I'd be walking out with a limp neck, you know, to the side. Ugh. It's kind of like I'm, uh, I'm getting that money. It's kind of like my dog Smudge when uh, he gets in trouble. He doesn't want to get in trouble, so he'll start limping, yep. and you're like, "All yeah. right, not nah, you didn't do anything." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like stop, and then they start limping. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's to... my thoughts on it. Uh, I think the Raiders need to. I don't know. It's the culture of the Raiders. I don't know who that starts with, if it's the owner. The bad haircuts. Uh, but, <clears throat> man. Yeah. No, they definitely – and then it's one of those problems when you run into uh, – and Devontae Adams has always been a you know a good guy. I don't. I want to say this. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think Devontae Adams is on Henry Ruggs or a Richie Incognito kind of Namikinsu kind of vibe. Yeah. I think that Devontae Adams is still a guy that you can go out and get a beer with crack jokes with hang out and would let you would let date your daughter i think he just i mean we, we played sports in high school and uh throughout life you know when you lose you're not in the mood you're his no if yeah. if you have a competitive bone in your body losing sucks and it should make you mad but not to the point where you're pushing someone down i think the biggest issue here is not that he pushed him down is that he did not help him get back up and apologize uh, right then, there, he, he apologized after the fact, yeah. like everybody does whenever they're called out. Yeah. Uh, but real quick, before we move on from that, I do believe that the issues with the Raiders stems from the bowl cut. Uh, <laughs> it is atrocious. Uh, I will say that I think that's how that man is a millionaire, billionaire, whatever he is, because he does not pay for haircuts. I think that's the key, ladies and gentlemen. Cut your own hair. Uh, with the risk that everybody around you will become uh, criminals, get arrested, push people, drive cars, kill people, uh, show off guns, and then you will have people around you sending racist emails. So be careful, but you will be a millionaire. Did Did you want to put that in there because you had a <clears throat> perfectly good bowl right in front of you? All right, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we got a... Um... What we got, Taylor? What we got? I think we are going to slide on into a little, uh, a little spicy drama going on in the NFL with uh, Dan Snyder saying that he uh, cannot be messed with and he is untouchable, uh, saying that he has massive dirt on the NFL mafia owners, coaches, uh, and I think that includes Roger Goodell. Uh, I think that I want every single bit of information that he has. Get to your be popcorn leaked. ready. Uh, I want to hear every bit of information this man has, and I want to know who the sleaze balls are, and I want to know who's doing illegal stuff because I want to watch that blow up. Uh, yeah, I, I want... personally do not think that it needs to be held with 
confidence, you know, like, uh, I'm only going to use it when it's coming after me. Let it out, my man. Let it know. out. He's, he's got he's got to hold on to it because right now they can make him lose <clears> his team. The moment they start make, touching the man's money, he's like, ah, 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 look what I got. That man needs to sell that team. Just he, does. he does need to sell the team. But right now, what we believe, now this could all him just being blown smoke so that he doesn't get forced to sell his team. But right now, he's got the big old red button, and he's ready to press it if the yep. uh, man Roger Cattell in the <clears throat> NFL comes after him. He is he's waiting. He's like, huh? Uh, uh, uh. He is. Even if he does not have true information, you know these owners and they got dirt on coaches other. and stuff, there's something they've done yeah. that's probably not uh, you know, something that anybody wants to hear about. So all these coaches and owners are kind of like, oh, what Man, did I do? The Patriots owner was on uh, Epstein's uh, <clears throat> island list. A visitor just yeah, <laughs> I believe and he that did not get charged with anything. You know, uh, Epstein did not kill himself. Um, he did not. He did not. Uh, that's on a different note. That's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, no, I agree. I want to see like as much as I love the NFL, I want to see it blow up. I want to see just bombs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a episode of like real housewives right i mean i know nothing about it so i'm just assuming this is how it goes hey you said this about me well i know a b c and d said this about you and they slept with this person and they slept with this person and all right now we're fighting each other that's what i want to see i want to get my popcorn ready i want the drama um agreed drama that i can follow and not have to care about oh my god she's wearing the same dress as me i hate her so much but um so before we move on, can we talk about some? This is an unscheduled slide in here. Can we talk about some drama within fantasy football and how every single player that's on my lineup right now for my ESPN league is now uh, questionable? And that starts from QB down to kicker. It's because they it's were just, questionable when you you drafted them. No, it look everyone is it Q Q Q Q Q Q Q Q. It it Q's all around. And who's your, who's what your, is going on? Who you got on your team? Uh, so, I mean, I've got uh, – so, first off, a lot of my players got injured, and I had to drop them. Uh, but I've got – the biggest one is Keenan out. I mean, that dude is straight up questionable getting up yeah. in the morning, apparently. My wife is uh, uh, got Keenan out as well. I think it's funny. Uh, I saw someone say, Brian Robinson got shot twice in the leg and came back before Keenan Allen back. healed his yeah. hamstring. Healed his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sad. And and I just got a notification that uh, I had to pick up uh, Robbie Anderson off of uh, waiver wires because, you know, bye weeks uh, kicked me because I had to do a bunch of trades and stuff. So yeah. I picked him up. He was good to go. Nice and then he's now questionable. But his isn't uh, really questionable because of injury. It's because his quarterback. It's questionable. Yeah, he might give you some points. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I think Baker's out for a few weeks, so maybe there's some uh, some. Some hope there. Uh, greener pastures there. Uh, Sam Darnold. Kyle Pitts, I threw him in. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, that's a big one. And I had to put him in because uh, Darren Waller's on a bye week. Uh, so that one, I mean, even he's questionable, but even when he's playing, it's questionable. Uh, yeah. He's just going to be picking up blocking assignments. Uh, I threw Samaj P. Ron in in replace of uh, Damian Harris, who was questionable, and now he's questionable. Uh, I mean – That's like the – all-star backup team you get there. 
Yeah, I got Singletary. That's about my best player right now. Everybody else is on bye week or injured or. So you should just. I said, take the L. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, man, taking the L this week. So, on look on this on this league, I pretty much gave up because I drafted with no internet, like I did all my leagues. Yeah. Uh, and so I just kind of gave up and did like a really massive trade to just kind of even out the league with a bunch of people. And so I just gave like most of my best players away just to kind of uh, even it out a little bit. And then I ended up with a decent team. But now I like Rashad Bateman. He's questionable. Uh, Darren Waller's questionable. I have Elijah Mitchell on IR because I'm hoping that he's going to – when he comes back, he's going to be good. Uh, so it's tough, man. Fantasy's been rough this year. I mean, the players that are supposed to pop off don't pop off. Uh, and then – the players that are supposed to pop off that are not doing bad get injured, yeah. and then you're screwed there. So, fantasy football has been wild, and I just got that notification and it irritated me. So I just wanted to throw that in there as a uh, yeah. Yeah, I got lucky last night going against uh, Dayron in our other league, and uh, he's got a solid team, but he had Terry McLaurin who got him yeah. like five points, and uh, Kimmet, uh who got him like one point. So I got kind of lucky there. As far as my yeah. flex being, hopefully, gonna get, well, should get more points than his flex, and then. So who's your flex, Alave? No, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. I got. Uh, oh, I was I was looking at uh, Aaron. Sorry. No, yeah, I got Najoku at uh, tight end and Sanders at flex. Uh, you should let her know that she does not have a kicker in place, and. Aaron, you do not. I know have she. A I know. I know she's. She might be watching. Yeah, she needs a kicker, and then, or is that the wrong team? Is she, you know, he might be looking. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the NFL, up. the NFL app's messing up. Where, yeah, she's the, good. The wrong, no, she's good. It's yeah. Mike. It's Mike that doesn't have a yeah. defense. Hey man, she's four and one. First year playing yeah, fantasy. She's killing yeah, it. Killing it. <laughs> Guys, yeah. from back I, home at I, Spotify I, I, and Apple, that is my wife. She is first year. <laughs> Uh, playing fantasy and she's four and one and she's dancing happily over here next to me. I'm just glad that uh, Mooney gave me 13 points because he's been very suspect this season. I think yeah. one zero four, thirteen seven, and thirteen again. So I'm glad I decided to start him. Yeah. All right, so we will move on. Uh, sorry about that for everybody that's listening. Uh, didn't mean to make you listen to my terrible fantasy team and lineups and adjustments, injuries that are going on, but it is something that I just needed to get off my chest because. I'm not having fun in fantasy this year. But anyways, we will go ahead and move on to uh, Ron Rivera of the Commanders. Uh, is he on the hot seat, in your opinion, based off of this season? Your thoughts? Uh, this is a, So to me, this is a tricky one because I want to say yes because the past you know season has not been too – great of a season obviously everyone watched the game last night but they're what coach are you going to replace Ron Rivera with because Ron Rivera is one of those coaches that you run through a wall now sometimes obviously just because you run through a wall with them does not mean that uh they're going to be a good coach but and they should like he's got no offensive line and uh you know it's very apparent but it's just I just I don't know because should it be on the hot seat yes I would put him on the hot seat, but is he to blame for the horrible drafting, or does that go to the GM? 
not picking up defense uh, or offense linemen in uh, free agency and in the draft. Because, you know, you can only coach with what you got to work with. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. I guess he is the head coach, so he's going to be the scapegoat of a crappy season, um, unfortunately, which means Carson would probably be moving on after this season if Ron Rivera does get fired. Um, to uh, his million team in a million years, starting to turn to Ryan Fitzpatrick over there. But uh, I would – I'd put him on the lukewarm seat. I don't think it's hot, but uh, put him on the lukewarm seat because they could get a Brian Leftwich, uh, the offense coordinator for the uh, Tampa Bay, which would be an upgrade, in my opinion, to Ron Riviera. So I just, I don't know. I just think that if there's just not a lot of head coaching candidates out there, everyone everyone always brings up Eric uh, Benemy. Um, from Kansas City, as every year it's he's gonna be a new head coach. He's gonna be he's a great coach, but then you hear these players, LeSean McCoy and a couple other players that have left Kansas City, who are like, he's a horrible coach. Um, he yeah. gets he gets carried by Andy Reid, and that's one thing you have to look at. Andy Reid is a great head coach. Is he is he carrying Eric Benemy? Um, you know, I like to me, I would go Brian Leftwich. If I can't get Brian Leftwich, then I'm sticking with Ron Rivera. So to me, it's a lukewarm seat. It's not too hot yet, but um, it is getting there. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I don't think it's a uh, press the issue uh, kind of thing right now. I think that we give them. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm all about giving people time, uh, especially players, uh, coaches alike. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you look at their team, they're not really. It's not a great team, no, uh, to be honest. Uh, so you can only do so much with what you have. I think give him the remainder of the season and maybe half of next season if you're not seeing any improvements and things are still yeah. looking lackluster, then, yeah, go ahead and make an adjustment. I do think uh, Ryan Leftwich would be a fantastic uh, candidate for any coaching job. Uh, I think we both agree on that. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be fantastic. Uh, so right now, no, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat. Uh just give him time, uh, just like players like Justin Fields. Give him some time, you know. Give him another, the remainder nice. of this season. Nice. See how he starts next season. You know, we did that with Hertz. You know, Hertz was, eh, and then eh, and then now it's kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. where'd this come from? So give him some time to kind of get this team together. You know, you got a new QB. Uh, you got a lot of rookie uh, players out there. Defense is kind of eh. You know, I mean, there's injuries. I don't even think Chase Young is back. Uh, so give it some time. I don't I don't think it needs to be considered on the hot seat at this moment. Yeah. Um, now his quarterback comments about Carson Wentz. One, it's – so his first comments, I think we both agreed, were uh, misconstrued, yeah. uh, taken out of context. It was just clickbait, um, clickbait. Yeah. Uh, and then this <clears> – <throat> Past, I think last night, uh, I think After he made some comments uh, backing up his quarterback, which was nice to see. Uh, I hate seeing a head coach go out there and belittle their uh, starting quarterback, uh, saying that it's 100% their fault, uh, especially after watching last night. There were so many dropped passes. There was a absolute beauty of a dime, dime dropped in the end zone. Curtis Samuel could not catch and the then, last night. Followed up by another dropped pass. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> it is 
definitely not all on Carson. There's a lot of moving pieces here, and I don't think people need to be coming at him. Uh, I'm not going to say he's been playing great football by any means, but it's definitely worthy of being backed up, especially by your head coach. I was, to to go on to piggyback to Carson here, um, I was watching a TikTok of another sports podcast, and they're asking this dude, he said, what are your worst top five worst quarterbacks? And he said, the worst quarterback in the league is Carson Wentz, and then it's Baker Mayfield, and then it's like Russell Wilson, yada, 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 yada. Did not mention Matt Ryan. Did not mention Justin Fields. Did not mention, you know, a couple other names. To me, to the fact he said Carson Wentz, who has uh, 10 would-be 11 uh, passing touchdowns, which leads the NFC East uh, in passing touchdowns, and he has over 1,000 yards already. To say he's worse than Baker Mayfield, to say he's worse than like Sam Darnold, to say he's worse than Russell Wilson right now, is uh, is blasphemous, you know, in the words of Stephen A. Smith. But um, and I'm not trying to be a Carson. Everyone knows I like Carson as far as a person and stuff like that, and I've always kind of go to gone to bat because I think he gets criticism. He gets his fair share of criticism, and where I'm like, okay, that's fair. He holds on to the ball too long. Uh, he tries to play hero ball. Yada yada yada. He needs to work on these things. He needs to learn how to dunk it down, and not everything needs to be. You know, we're not playing Madden, right? But he is a serviceable quarterback, and to me, I put him out of 32 teams. If I'm saying 32 quarterbacks, I'm putting him to me about 15. Um, yeah. I I to me that's where I would put him out. People put him at 32. Some people are putting him at like 35. Like they're like Skylar Thompson from Miami's better than Carson Wentz and. Um, Teddy B is better than Carson Wentz and Drew Locke. And I'm like, you guys are smoking crack. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what did this man do? Did he go and punch every one of your moms? <laughs> like, It's definitely starting to become an issue as far as uh, how much people trash him. But, you know, that's the NFL. That is uh, the NFL. It comes with the job. It comes with the territory. Uh, so... You know, yeah. he's taking it in strides, and he's uh, taking it well. So, with the commanders, what's their biggest issue? Like, their one issue that you would say that they need to fix and work on in order to win their next, uh, let's say, five games. All right, so we'll go over to the, uh, a segment I like to call Chalk Talk, just to bring it up. Uh, this These clips are going to be from the Philly game, because uh, when I originally did, did this, I didn't have any clips from the Bears game, because... Um, of when we decided we were going to do this. So, but the still statement still stands here. You see, you got four rushing. He was only rushing four. The right tackle is getting, our left tackle is getting absolutely destroyed by Josh Sweat there. Um, the offensive line is just horrible. Here again, we're rushing four. Uh, we have uh, Hassan Reddick coming on the edge. It's still rushing four, though. And Carson calls hike. Fletcher Cox has already pushed it, the right guard all the way back into him. And Hassan Reddick is going to come off the edge and it's going to be an easy sack you see this weekend and week out with um with these uh these offenses Cook on the intercepted and it's picked up last night against the bears they can't win their 1v1 matchups and even when they double team they're losing their double teams which makes no sense when you got two people on one person you should not be losing that matchup no, so i don't know butter and microwaves butter and microwaves if they need to hit the gym um, or what, but, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, 
And we saw last night Carson called a hike, and the moment he called a hike, he was already on the ground. Like, it was like yeah. Raquan Smith absolutely was already in there hitting him in the mouth. So Yeah, they fold like wet cardboard in a hurricane. Yeah, and I think until they get that offensive line fixed, that's going to be their number one issue. Um, again, Carson was not without fault. Uh, when he does get good uh, pass protection, he holds on to the ball too long, um, and he goes for the uh, the uh, long pass instead of the checkdowns. When the long pass isn't there, he often throws into double coverage, triple coverage. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, you gotta help your you gotta help your quarterback out. And you gotta help your team out. Like you said, he drew, he threw an absolute dime last night to Curtis Samuel, which would be would have been a touchdown, um, but he. Dropped it, could not hold on to it, and so I think until until they get the offensive line handled, it's just it's gonna be what it is. I agree. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna be able to fix these issues this season. Uh, I think they're too. I'm not going to say too far gone, but it's definitely something that's going to have to be an off-season issue uh, that they're going to have to resolve. Uh, hopefully they do, and I think if they can't, then that might be a Ron Rivera hot seat, uh, push, like pushing them into the yeah. hot seat if they can't get that fixed. Uh, just, I don't know, Wentz definitely needs to get the ball out of his hands a lot quicker with that line that he has right now because – think he has like what two seconds total like 2.5 or something like that yeah. to get rid of the ball i mean it gives him zero opportunity to make any plays happen i mean he's just got to immediately release the ball which i mean that's just setting your quarterback up for failure uh so that's another thing that people need to look into whenever they're uh discussing carson wentz and his play is i think the league average is it's definitely not two i think it's maybe like five yeah, roughly five or six. Uh, so only having two, like 2.5 seconds to get rid of the ball on average. That's, I mean, I, I'm surprised they've won any games at all this season with that time. And he's still uh, seven or no on Thursday night football. And he's still seven or no. So somehow, some way. That's good. <laughs> at least uh, he's undefeated somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. And guys at home, we're not saying Carson Wentz is the goat. Uh, we're just saying he sure he gets his on his fair share of uh, unnecessary criticism. Like it's over the top at this point. Like criticize, criticize, criticize. Like the Django Chain said. Um. But yeah, that's where I would I would go there. Speaking of the other quarterback for last night's game, Justin Fields. Where uh, is he the future of the Bears? And and are they setting him up for success? There we go. Get it out there. I'll say yes. As of now. Um, just like every other young QB, uh, you got to give them time to develop, uh, work around their own issues and their offensive line issues, uh, coaching issues, stuff like that. You know, you got to find your rhythm find a way to adapt. Yeah. I think that Justin Fields has a extremely high ceiling. He's extremely talented. Uh, I think he needs to read the defense a little bit better. He definitely needs to work on that. Uh, so I'll, I'll say yes. Um, are the Bears setting him up for success? No. Have the Bears ever set anybody up for success? 
No. So that's just the Bears. They don't really set too many people up for success. Uh, so I'll say yes as of right now. He is their future starter. Uh, he's going to be their franchise quarterback unless he just absolutely plummets because he's not playing he's not the playing worst well. football we've ever seen, but he's not playing the best football we've he's ever all, seen. I would say he's the worst quarterback in the league right now. It's just statistically and just seeing where he's at. I think that last night he made a lot of misreads on the interception. He had an out route. Um, don't know if it was a slot uh, I, tight end to, or a slot receiver, but he had an out route that if he just looked over there and made the right read, uh, would have been gone for a touchdown. He had um, the I, end of the play. He should have, you know, he could have turned around and looked to the running back who was wide open. No. Um, but these are the I same agree. things that we talked about Jalen Hurts last year. Yeah, I agree that he's definitely on the low end of the QBs, uh, but my personal pick for worst quarterback this season would be Baker Mayfield. I would agree there. And that's just, yeah. you know, I mean, that's just fact. Uh, so he might be right above Baker, but Baker's definitely right there at the bottom. Yeah. He is playing terrible. I think All right, that, uh, so Justin has some upside with his running ability. Um, yeah, and they aren't really absolutely. helping him with, as far as wide receivers go, but he, he's got to help his wide receivers out by making the correct reads. And, um, you know, I, I, I won't say give up on him because, like I said, uh, Jalen Hurts struggled with reading a defense last year. It was one of his biggest knocks. Um, he left a lot of wide open receivers wide open and uh, decided to use his legs more than reading the defense like a quarterback supposed to do. So I think no. Justin Fields, it's too early. I think now if he sucks next year, it's over. It's a wrap. Time to, yeah, time it's to get definitely time on. to look. Yeah, I'll agree. But, uh, I will yeah. agree there. Um, so I believe, uh, it's time to move on from the bears and commanders. Well, before we move on, I, I just want to make one statement that I think that Thursday night football should just be abolished. Just like this stream, apparently welcome to zoom. Thursday night football should be abolished. Uh, <laughs> Just like this Zoom meeting, apparently. Yeah, Zoom. We'll have Zoom figured out uh, next week, guys. I'm going to go ahead and just buy Zoom uh, for us. I'm just going to get this issue figured out, fixed, so we don't have to continue with this uh, charade because it's starting to get ridiculous. And you guys that are listening, listening in and giving us your time and support deserve better than that. So we will get that fixed for you guys. But uh, Thursday night football should be abolished. I think that the short uh, schedule that it gives uh, teams uh, might be playing a factor in the terrible play that we see on Thursday night football week in, week out. Uh, good teams will come in and they'll play terrible. Uh, we see injuries on Thursday night football, uh, which should not be happening. And yeah. we should be able to adjust these games to be on Sunday. Like, you know, there's a time between uh, the last – four o'clock game and uh sunday night football maybe we can try and squeeze in an extra game in between there yeah. or just throw in another four o'clock game whatever uh it's just it sucks nobody enjoys watching thursday night football they never have and it's even worse now that it's on prime uh it's glitchy it lags it's just terrible nobody yeah, enjoys the, it half the nation came and watch it because they don't got prime 
Yeah, and I think tonight was the first time there's been a touchdown on Thursday Night Football this season, if I'm remembering correctly. Either way, it's terrible. So we'll move on to the Giants. Um, I personally don't feel right saying this. It just feels off. But the Giants, if they get their win, do you think that the against the Ravens, do you think that makes them contenders? Uh, yeah, I would say that if they somehow pull the win against the Ravens, the Ravens are a solid team, um, that they could be considered contenders. I still don't think they're the best team in the NFC East. Fly, Eagles, fly. Of course. And then I think the Cowboys. Rocker. I think the Cowboys are also very solid this year with uh, Cooper Rush at quarterback. Um, you know, we'll see what they do when Dak comes back. But I think that Daniel Jones is, again, one of those quarterbacks that got his fair share of criticism. Uh, maybe it was over the top. Rightfully uh, so. Criticism. He's made some. He's he's made some throws where you're like, okay, he's he's got this potential. You just need to maybe surround him with better talent. Um, the receivers can't catch, and so Quan Barkley's playing lights out. Um, so I don't want to hate Daniel Jones. I think he makes better throws. He's playing better this year than Russell Wilson, Matty Ryan. You know, the list goes on. So uh, I don't think he's a above I think he's about an average to above average quarterback and I think that's where he'll always be. Can you win a Super Bowl that way? Uh yes, the Ravens did with uh Trent Dilfer way back when. So it's possible, plausible. Uh will they win the Super Bowl? Probably not. But uh I think that uh if the Giants beat the Ravens they should be considered contenders. They'll be what, five and one, I believe after that. So um it's hard to argue with five and one. Um so yeah, I would agree that they would be, or I would, I would say they'd be contenders. What say you? Uh, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones just yet. Uh, I think this has a lot to do with uh, uh, Saquon actually showing up and being healthy. Uh, he's playing really well. Daniel Jones, in my mind, he's not. I think this is his best season yet. I'll, I'll give him that. He's got a 66% completion uh, rating right now, which is his highest so far. But he's thrown three TDs and two interceptions. That's kind of goaded. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm not sold on him yet uh, as far as the Giants in a whole. Yeah, they're doing really well for what we expected them to do. Uh, and I would say if they're able to beat the Ravens, yeah, I would set them up as contenders. Uh Although the Ravens, they're very iffy this year. They play really good ball, and then fourth quarter, it just bottoms out, which sucks because Lamar is playing some really good football and He's trying to get himself the, the next contract. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but he also has no help. Uh, but with all that going into that, yes, I would say the Giants would be contenders. Uh if they beat the Ravens and I think it would be a great matchup to watch the Eagles and the giants. Uh, I think that would be a fun game Yeah, when it comes time. I would agree. Um, yeah, man, the giants are just kind of, you're like, Oh, where the heck did this come from? Yeah. Uh, with that being said, guys, we're starting a new segment called the booth weekly superlatives. This includes college or the NFL when we hand this out at the end of the show, uh, I'm going to let Taylor 
go ahead and do his superlative first. So the class clown, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with this one. It's a, I think it's like a yearly running uh, award for this uh, team, not a singular person, but uh, the class clown for me is going to be the Detroit Lions. Uh, somehow you can put up the most points per game and still be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think so far they have, they lost this game. They put up 45 points and they lost because they put up, or they let the Seahawks put up 48. They lost when they put up 35 and they lost to the Eagles because they gave up 38 points. They lost to the Vikings 28 to 24. The Lions have potential. They have really young, really talented wide receivers, running backs. Uh, their quarterback, Jared Goff, is playing decent football, better than he's played in a little while. So they have a good offensive team. But on the defensive side of things? Defense is horrible. Oh, my goodness. Some things need to change immediately. I mean, I don't understand how you can put up the most points overall and still lose most of your games that is just embarrassing so with that being said the detroit lions are the class clowns of 2022 as of now i would uh i would agree they're they're kind of a funny team to watch oh they're absolutely hilarious to watch it's like the bad news bears except the bad news lions <laughs> my superlative is most likely to become a doctor after coaching and that'd be mike mcdaniels Man must know more than the doctors because he keeps putting his concussion quarterback in the game until everyone was like, hey, he should probably not be playing. So Mike McDaniels knows more than the doctors. And uh, if you're a quarterback and you've got one concussion, Mike, Daniel, Mike McDaniels says, hey, why not make it two? So most likely to become a doctor after coaching, to me, we Mike McDaniels. And uh, to add on to that for you, uh, Tyreek Hill uh, was in a walking boot after they lost to the Jets. And uh, when somebody's in a walking boot, it's probably a serious injury or they, you know, know, something's wrong, apparently. And uh, the Dolphins came out and said that they are confident that Tyreek Hill will play, even though he was seen walking around in a walking boot. And, oh, my goodness, if there's one team that's confident their player that's walking around with crutches and a broken leg (laughs) is going to play, it is the Dolphins. So I agree with your statements there. Uh. My coach, I lost my arm. It fell off mid-game. <laughs> hey, man, you got all one. Right. That's all that matters. All right. We'll see, we'll see you in there, bud. All right. All right. To the game picks, it, I believe. Yep. We are down to the wire here on the game picks, and these now count. Towards our bet. So make sure you make good picks. Are you writing it down, or am I writing it down? Uh, I can go ahead and write it down here. All right. Don't lose that paper like we did last year when we were trying to do this. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. You ready? 49ers versus the Falcons. All right. Uh, I'm going to go 49ers. All right. I'm going to go Falcons. Loser. <laughs> I gotta give you a gotta give you a crutch, you know. 
let you start one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Then we got. All right, the, I've got uh, that written down. Okay. Then we got the Patriots versus the Browns. Uh, I'm going Browns. All right, I'm a big believer in Bailey Zappi. I think that uh, he potentially could take Mac Jones's spot. I think Matt Jones is not. I think he's mid, and I think Bailey Zappi's shown that uh, he's a slightly better quarterback than Matt Jones. Um, so I'm gonna go Patriots. All right. All good. All right. Then we have the Jets versus the Packers. Mm, man, I I really don't know what happens to the Packers over there and across the pond, but uh, I'm going with the I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Jets. Really? I think the Jets are firing all cylinders. Wow. I think Zach Wilson has looked pretty good. Uh, not great, Are but pretty good. And I think that Brees Hall has been looking terrific at running back. So I th- I'm going to go with the Jets. Jets fans. J-E-T-S. Jets. Okay. That's surprising. So I got Brandon down for the Jets. Got me down for the Packers. All right, next. Jaguars versus the Colts. Uh, <laughs> I got the Colts. All right. My dad, uh, my dad wanted me to remind you uh, that he watches our show, and uh, he did not like how we were talking crap on his Colts. <laughs> last so uh, he was like, "You tell." Taylor. It was warranted. <laughs> it was warranted. <laughs> but I, look, I, I'm redeeming myself. I'm going with Colts over the Jaguars. Well, at least you're not going to be disowned. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, when you said Peyton was the goat, he's like T- Taylor redeemed himself. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's true. I'm gonna go with the Jags. Duval, you know. Sorry, Dad. All right, if you need a place to stay, just let me know, and I'll try and hook you up with a place. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, the Vikings versus the Dolphins. I think uh, Tua's coming back. If Tua is coming back, uh, I got Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to Vikings there as well. I think coming off of uh, two concussions is kind of a yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bengals versus the Saints. All right. So I know uh, somebody did not like my comments last week uh, about the Bengals being shady, but they ended up losing. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go with Bengals this week. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Saints have it in them. Uh, the Saints are a dysfunctional organization right now as far as quarterbacks go. And just pretty much the whole team. So I'm going Bengals. I think they've got their stuff together. Who day? So yeah, who day? So I'm going Bengals. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bengals as well. Who day gonna beat them Bengals? The Saints. All right. I'm kidding. Um, nah, I'm gonna go with the Bengals as well. I think Joey Burrow has looked better than the first couple weeks. Um, Agreed. And so I think the Bengals will take that. Although I, this is kind of unrelated. I don't know if you saw this. There is drama of brewing for Jamar Chase's baby mama. His show text saying that um, he's abusive. Uh, she's saying he should not Ooh. be in the league anymore. That he hit her. That he said that he didn't want his child. Um, and like a whole like blown up thing that's kind of not taken. National media hasn't really taken it yet. But uh, 
sharing texts between the two, arguing and everything like that. So, Jamar Chase. I did not see that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go Bengals, but uh, Jamar Chase could probably potentially be getting suspended here in the coming weeks. You heard it first here on the booth. Uh, the Ravens versus the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm going Ravens. All right. I'm going to go Giants. I think Lamar's been struggling in the fourth quarter. Um, the Buccaneers versus the Steelers. <laughs> as much as I'm a fan of Kenny, I'm going Bucks. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to go Buccaneers as well. Sorry, Kyle. I think Kenny's yeah. a a solid quarterback. I think he's going to blossom into a, a a long-term starter there for Pittsburgh. Um, but right now, I think the Buccaneers have a great defense. And uh, even though Tom Brady's not playing the best ball um, as of late, uh, I still think the Buccaneers Still better than it. Kenny. Yeah. Um, then we got the Panthers versus the Rams. Uh, I think with the Panthers... Uh, having their QB issue, and I, I don't even know who they're starting. I think it was maybe Philip Walker. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. Maybe this will be like the game that helps the Rams get back into rhythm. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going Rams. This I'm should be a, this should be a layup for the Rams. Yeah, it should be a nice relaxing week for a, you uh, for NFL. A blown layup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got the Cardinals versus uh, Cardinals versus the Seahawks. God, man. Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks. I think that'll be an upset. Write me down for the Seahawks as well. I think Geno Smith is playing some great football. Uh, Maybe he got, in his career, maybe he got written off way too early because uh, he's looking really good. Like what everyone thought he was going to look like coming out of college. So Yeah, they wrote him off and he did not write back. Yeah, that's (laughs) facts. Um... Then we got the Bills versus the Chiefs. Good matchup. It's a good one. This is a revenge game for the Bills. Chiefs. Going Chiefs. I'm going Bills. I think the Bills are still salty about the coin toss uh, ruling. Um, Basically, they lost to a coin toss. I'm going to go Bills. As they should be. And then our Sunday night game is the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Who you got? Uh, I've got the Eagles, but I think it's going to be a close game. All right, I got the Eagles as well. Um, you know, no shocker there. Yeah. I have a little bias. Um, and then we got the Broncos versus the Chargers last game. Chargers, 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 Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride, in, let's ride into a losing record. Yeah. Let's ride. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. All right. Uh, so, being said, man. to recap our, since there's something riding on this one, we'll go ahead and recap uh, who we picked. So, with the 49ers versus the Falcons, I have the 49ers, Brandon, Falcons. Then the Browns, Patriots, I've got Browns, Brandon, Patriots. Packers, Jets, I have Packers, you have Jets. Colts, Jags, I have Colts, you have the Jags. Vikings versus Dolphins, we both chose Vikings. Bengals versus the Saints, we both chose Bengals. Ravens versus Giants. I have Ravens. You have Giants. Uh, Bucks versus Steelers. We both chose Bucks. Rams versus the Panthers. We both chose Rams. Seahawks versus the Cardinals. 
both chose Seahawks. Chiefs versus the Bills. The I chose Chiefs. You chose Bills. Eagles versus the Cowboys. Eagles, Eagles, and Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. We both chose the Chargers. All right. All right. Let's see how this uh, pans out again, the guys. This is a bet that's going to last until kind of basically the end of the season, like before the last game. Um, and at before let's let's talk about this before we end the show, guys. The hopes is even after the end of the season, we were trying to do this last year. Um, we ran into some hiccups. Season's over. What what happens to the booth? Well, don't worry, because we're going to be bringing you draft coverage, churning out mock drafts, telling you our opinions on what's, who who should draft who and everything like that. So we will not be going anywhere. We will be focused on said things. Year-round, baby. Year-round. Can't get rid Year of round. us. Can't get rid of us. We're here. Forever. Forever. Always. With that being said, guys, right. this is the booth. I am Brandon, and that is... Taylor. Of course. Glad I remember who else? his name. Uh, yeah. Not frozen this time. We're just like, hey, Taylor, who do you think? No. I think we lost connection. <laughs> we will get that fixed for everybody, though. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we apologize oh, for this. We will uh, have a smoother show. Show is uh, was not as smooth today. Again, we we're also just waking up. So, um, you know, bear with us. You know, take your cup of Joe and uh, watch the uh, the fireworks go off. But that is the booth, and guys. Enjoy this train ride. And uh, if you're listening from Spotify, if you're listening from Apple Podcast, we are live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Today we did it a little earlier um, than normal, being that Taylor, again, is going to visit his godchild uh, and wishing him a happy birthday. So happy birthday, um, Cameron's son. I don't know Cameron's son's name. Waylon. Waylon. Happy birthday, Waylon. Happy birthday, Waylon. Um Taylor, we wish you have a safe drive up there visiting. And uh, we will be live again Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Check us out. Be there. Be there.